0: Here's one for you. So, herself, the wife, she headed off to a country in the Middle East recently. She went over to Qatar, and she visited my brother and his fiance. They live in Qatar, and she went off with my mum. The two of them headed off for a week. A badly needed holiday for for both of them, and it left me essentially man in the fort at home. Now, I was more than happy to do that. I in, Practically insisted she go. She hasn't had fucking five seconds to herself in, you know, eight years since we had kids. Basically, so I was more than happy for her to head off. But two or three days before she headed off, I was in work. It was I don't know what day of the week. Well, I think it was a Tuesday. She was heading off on the Thursday, and I was just getting stuck into whatever I had to get stuck into to make sure that everything was going to be done while she was away, because I was collecting kids from school and dropping them to school and bringing them to swimming and bringing them to dancing and doing all the different things that I do and that she does. And she's by no means idle. She's a fucking busy, busy girl. So I had me hands full for the week that she was away. But, you know, that was, there's no, no problem with that. That was great. That was to be expected. And again, I kind of pushed her out the door to a degree. I don't think she would have went if I hadn't given her as much encouragement as I did. But about three days before she left, I was in work, minding my own business. I think it was sowing seeds. Something that I've done a million fucking times, could do it with my eyes closed. I think I had a podcast in the background, pure standard, you know, everything was set up. And I was just, I had four or five hours of sowing ahead of me. And I was halfway through getting stuck into it, listening to whatever I was listening to. And then all of a sudden, for no reason, I felt really fucking, I felt really anxious. Like really, really fucking anxious. all, All completely out of the blue. Completely, totally, not really out of the blue. You know the fear you get the morning after a hard night in the beer? That kind of a feeling. Or if, you, if you've ever broken a window when you were a kid, and you're like, oh, fuck. You know, you're, Or you're, your dad says, don't you dare go near that teacup. And of course, you know, you fucking go over and push the red button and break the fucking teacup. And it's like, oh, no, I'm dead. I'm fucking dead. I am fucking dead. That feeling. I got that, and fucking hard, I was, I was like trying to deal with it, and trying to continue sewing, I couldn't concentrate on the sewing, I couldn't concentrate to the podcast, and I just, kinda, it was overwhelming, and I was like, what the fuck, and then I realised, or didn't realise, but just I kind of noticed, I was fucking roasting, absolutely boiling, now it's 20 degrees in the grow room, where I do the sewing, and that's the norm. So it's, you know, it, it it's warm, but it's not roasting. I was fucking baking. And I went to loosen my, the buttons around my neck. And I realised that I was wearing a, a loose t-shirt and there was nothing to one button. Because I felt kind of restricted. And that kind of restriction kind of made me fucking panic a little. I started fucking, I don't know, I just felt awful. And then I started sweating. And I said, what the fuck is wrong with me? And then I realised, when I, when I noticed all these different things happening, I realised that my fucking heart rate was through the roof. I put me, my middle finger and my index finger on my, on the side of my neck and pressed it against my carotid artery. And it was fucking beating away like I'd just come back from a run. I'd been standing in the same spot for the last 20 minutes. Walking away, but like not. It's, sowing seeds is by no means hard physical activity. And I was thinking to myself, what the fuck is going on here? Now this is all in, you know, between five and ten seconds all of this just fucking landed on me lap and then I remember thinking to myself quite clearly I thought to myself check your breathing frano I kind of, you know those you know those moments when it's almost like an out-of-body experience almost your your psyche gets split and one part of you kind of talks to the other part of you and I said to myself check your breathing frano and as soon as I said that I realized that I was fucking I was shallow breathing I was like <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, it it just dawned on me. I was like, I'm having a fucking anxiety attack here. And that didn't help. (laughs) The realisation that I was having an anxiety attack didn't make me any less anxious. And I started kind of looking around as if, as if, you know, there was somebody that I could fucking kind of signal to. Now I'm down there by myself. There's never anyone near me. But I started looking around and then I realised I was on my own. And then I realised if I keeled over here, I'd be in big fucking trouble. But then I said, no, hang in a fucking second, Frano, everything's grand, right? You're doing your thing, you feel like fucking shit, you appear to be having an anxiety attack for some god unknown fucking reason. Sort your fucking breathing out, because it's very hard to lower your heart rate, it's very hard to stop being really warm when you're fucking overheating, and it's very hard to stop yourself from sweating. But one thing you can do is you can start sorting out your breathing. And luckily enough, I'm relatively versed in these type of things, so I knew to do that at the very least. And once I could do that, it did two things. One, it kind of settled me down a little because I felt like I was actually actively doing something to counter what the fuck was happening. And that that in itself, so big deep breath into the nose, pushing down my my diaphragm and sucking in as much air as I could. Big, big deep breath, filling up my lungs and then pushing the diaphragm back up expelling all the air and trying to make sure that my inhale was shorter than my exhale. I mightn't have that perfect, but if you're ever if you ever find yourself breathing like that, <laughs> really shallow breaths, you can do a lot worse than slowly inhale and slowly exhale. Take as deep a breath as you can and breathe out for as long as you can through pursed lips as if you're you're blowing through a straw. And I started doing that and it settled me a little, but only a fucking little. Now, I say only a little, it was probably the difference of it being an anxiety attack and being a full on uh, panic attack, which it wasn't. But it very easily could have gotten there if I hadn't known a couple of things about anxiety, basically, that I do. So, felt shit, to put it mildly, for the next, I don't know, probably the best part of an hour. But I busied myself between two things. Continuing the soul. Because it's a a mundane, repetitive thing. And you just, you keep doing it. And you keep doing it. You keep doing it. You can keep doing it. And it can just distract you from all your fucking ailments. Or all your symptoms. And you can concentrate on your breathing at the same time. So I had a rough enough hour maybe. And then it kind of, it seems to have passed. And then I just fucking went about my day as normal. Shook from the experience. But, you know grand it for all intents and purposes but then when it finally passed maybe later on that day or the next day I was reflecting on it and I was thinking to myself what the fuck was that all about like why was I so fucking anxious all of a sudden now I knew herself was going away and I was I don't know a little bit anxious about that but not very like I had all my ducks in a row I had everything in order herself had sent me a fucking 45 page excel spreadsheet of where to be and what to do and how to do everything basically so I had a a map for the seven days that she was going to be away. I know myself, sewing has to be done on certain dates. Delivery has to be done on certain dates. Boxing has to be done on certain dates. The van has to be loaded up by a certain time. My business is, is fairly regimented. Not because I'm I'm that kind of a person. I am and I'm not. But the, the business requires it to be like that. Once a tray of fully grown stuff is removed from under my lights, a tray of freshly germinated stuff replaces it. And that's basically the... The process flow for my business you move one thing from one place to another the place that you're after relieving the spot has to be filled by something else because there's always something coming behind something coming behind something coming behind something and although there's no conveyor belts down where i work it's very like a factory conveyor belt system and you can imagine a factory on a conveyor belt system if there's a bottleneck somewhere if something stops then everything just piles up and it's a fucking disaster so my place runs like absolute clockwork by no small part because it has to it can't not operate unless it's running like a like a well-oiled machine so i could plan and predict everything that was going to happen outside of you know the kids getting sick and needing to go to the doctor or whatever else but i mean outside of a, a fucking an emergency of some sort everything was fairly sorted but was it i mean i felt it was Because I had everything mapped out. I had everything written down. And that's all. I'm going to get back to the whole ego-soul thing here. My ego, which speaks English and understands words and timelines, it was okay. But in hindsight, looking back and reflecting on what happened, I'm wondering, was my soul okay with it? And maybe... Like, how do you know when you're so not okay with it? I mean, you shouldn't have to wait until you get a fucking anxiety attack or a panic attack to realise that, you know, your, your psyche or yourself or whatever you want to f- phrase that, one half of it or both halves of it aren't happy about something. Like, you usually get a feeling. that would usually be a, a build-up of nervousness or, or anxiousness. I didn't have any of that. This all hit me like a fucking brick, to be honest. And it essentially came and went as as it went as fast as it came within reason like the whole thing start to finish three hours maybe you know, at an at an absolute upper limit now and i think the worst thing about the whole thing was how much it caught me by surprise and it's funny because i've heard about people suffering from this before i've heard of people you know they, they get an anxiety attack or I, herself will say oh her friend isn't doing great. And I go, Oh, what's up with your friend? Oh, she's suffering really bad with anxiety. And the first thing that I'll ask is, Is there is there something up in her life? Like, you know, has she is she round with the boyfriend, or is she, you know, has she got shit at work? Or is is there something that's causing Is there something causing it? And it it more often than not, the response that I'll get will be No. There's nothing. The, the people report that it all just came on them all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Now, not in all cases, but in a lot of cases, it's just bang, out of nowhere. And I've always been very sceptical of that. I've always said, yeah, yeah, that's what they're telling you, or that's what you're telling me. But there's there's something going on there. But it wasn't until I experienced it myself that it made me kind of rethink it. And maybe trust the people who are saying that they, they weren't necessarily worrying about anything or nothing bad was going wrong, particularly in their lives. It just came out of the blue. Like, I'd always viewed that with a, a fair dollop of fucking scepticism. And in hindsight now, that may have been a little bit harsh. But when I experienced it myself, it just really gave me fucking pause. It gave me cause for concern. Because the worrying thing about something like that happening is there's bound to be a residual part of you, really, really deep down or just beneath the surface or somewhere that you're not, somewhere you don't have access to, that's now kind of afraid that that could happen again. Now, having had the time to reflect on it, I reckon that I was subconsciously maybe worried more than I wanted to admit about her heading off for the week. Now, I'm a fucking big boy and I'm a capable dude and and all the rest of it, I genuinely wasn't that worried about it. But some part of me was. And I think a key component of it is, any time that herself said to me, you know, how do you think you're fixed? I was very blasé about it. I was always, ah, yeah, it'd be grand. Like, sure, everything's under hand. You've given me the Excel spreadsheet. I know what's up. I know what has to be done. The kids are that bit older. Like, there's no babies in the house or any, any of that crack. Like, everything will be grand. And I said that to her for two reasons. One, because it was the truth. And two, because... I I wanted to put her mind at ease. Like She had enough anxiety from leaving the kids herself and leaving me. She had enough on her plate. I didn't want it to, to pile on. But I'm wondering now, in hindsight, would it have been better for both of us if I had said, to be honest with you, I am feeling a little bit anxious about it. But these are the things that I've put in place so that I know everything will run smoothly. Because maybe that would have settled me unconsciously and maybe it would have settled her unconsciously and I, ha- I must actually say it to her because this hasn't come up since like when I, when it happened I sure as shit wasn't telling her before she left and I sure as shit wasn't telling her when she was over there and she, we've barely had two minutes together since she came back have to have a fucking chat about it because you know insert life here but I wonder might she have enjoyed her holiday that little bit more if I had been a little bit more open about how I was feeling about it? would I have enjoyed it a little bit more not that I didn't enjoy it it went like she went, we had a ball with the kids, there wasn't a, the slightest issue. Nothing, nothing happened. It, everything ran like clockwork. We had a great week, and she seems to have had a great week. But I wonder would we have had a better week if I'd just been a little bit more open about it? Because I've harped on a good bit about openness. And how I'm an open person and how I would argue that anybody who listens to me on a daily basis simply must be an open person. Because somebody who was low in openness, they just they wouldn't have the headspace, they just wouldn't have the interest to listen to me drone on about fucking anxiety attacks one day and Tom McDonald the next day and sphincters the fucking other day. But what I suppose that is all reminding me of and what's coming out of the wash here is understanding your personality is one thing, I understand that I'm an open person. But that's only thats only part of the, the puzzle. It's only one piece of the jigsaw. It's a huge big piece. You're never going to address something if you're not aware of it in the first place. But being aware of it isn't enough. You have to integrate. You have to appreciate the traits that you have, the propensities you have to be a certain way or not be a certain way, and build them into your life. And on that note, I'll chat you tomorrow.